The following episode contains spoilers for Tearing Up Boy Commits a Civic Duty of Tax Evasion. I didn't pick this game in the first place. This was fan suggested. Fan suggested. Oh, and we're recording. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd try and get some juicy beans. Pull, uh, pull a sneaky on us. That's a Tim trick, isn't it, really? Yeah. Where's that Tim trick from? Uh, you tell me. Hmm. What don't you, what are you tell us? Uh, Slade is the one throwing out wild accusations. <laughs> uh, I throw out the accusation. Slade's just reaffirming it with a location. Uh, well, we'll leave it for the end of the episode then, I suppose. Why don't we leave it for the start of the episode? It's <laughs> a very contrarian intro. You could, you could just get the bullying out of the way, Tim, so we could move on. I'm on another podcast called The Fanatic. We watch the same <laughs> Oh, I've got another podcast. You've got another podcast. You've got another podcast. I've got another podcast. One of the podcasts. 50 episodes. I've got another podcast. By the time you hear this, it'll be a cat podcast. Oh, I love to have lots of cats. Love cats. No, no, sorry. Clarification. Tim doesn't love fing cats. He loves <laughs> cats. But I threw in the word f***ing there because it was funny. So just as, as a as a legal obligation, Tim does not f*** cats. He does well, shoot them out of cannons, however. That legal disclaimer. <laughs> right. All right, let me go ahead and do this. I also... All right. The following episode contains spoilers for Tearing Up Boy Commits a Civic Duty of Tax Evasion. That's not the title of the game. I know, I, I let Corey write the spoiler warning. Um, so, Tim, for, for the bad to that legal, and you get extra points if you tell me, <laughs> if you know where this is from. Tim, legally, 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 Tim didn't f*** his cat. He didn't come on his cat. He did not put his dick anywhere near his cat. He's never done anything weird with his cats. He's promised himself that he's no, he wasn't going to make apology videos over the last years. So he's not going to, he's going to make this as short as possible and be honest as possible. One of question mark. What's that from? Shane Dawson. <laughs> that was Shane Dawson where the internet accused him of f***ing a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Tim is not Shane Dawson. No, uh, Shane he Dawson. he did not f Shane Dawson. He did not come in Shane Dawson. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> Good. I, re- I don't know what to do for the rest of the preamble now because Joey has <laughs> just destroyed it by talking about f- cats. <laughs> Maybe that's why the game Stray is so popular, right? It's letting everybody get the furry fetish out of the way. Say, if you had to f*** an animal, what would it be? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I plead the fifth. As Slade, an American, I can you... do that. I don't have to answer. Slade, if, if you had to have sex with two people with a combined age of 30, what ages would you choose and why? <laughs> There's no good answer out of this. Slade, if you, if, if you were walking down the street and a cat gave you the f*** me eyes, what would you do? Uh, leave. Would be very concerned that the with, cat didn't with give the me the cat. With the cat, under yeah. arm. Yeah, under my arm. The cat's coming <laughs> up with me. Meow. Slade's gonna get some porcy. Tim. Slade, can you can you retweet Shane Dawson's? No. Can you, can you retweet Shane Dawson's? No, I'm not. <laughs> I I ran actually speaking of Twitter, I ran a poll. I was trying to figure out what's like the most useless information I have in my head currently. 
and uh, the consensus is my knowledge of the Chris theory. So, like, all of Chris Chan, that's apparently the most useless knowledge I have in my head. I mean, I saw this tweet and didn't know what any of them were, so um, I voted for the one that was the least popular. Which was, oh, JoJo. Yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I was like, maybe that's the dumbest thing I have stuck in my head, knowledge-wise, because I have a friend of mine watching it for the first time. And all I ever hear about is he made the tremendous discoveries, like JoJo is very stupid. And I'm like, well, yeah, we were all aware of this. You don't that's why it's me. fun. It's stupid. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you don't need to tell me this. Tim, what's on your shirt today? Uh, it is the word America lit up in fireworks, and it's a tank top. That is something that Mac would wear. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also wearing a, um, I think it's an LA baseball jersey. Nice. Um, Slade, have you seen the adverts for uh, Welcome to Wrexham on FX? No. With um, Ryan Robert Reynolds Lennie. and Rob McElhenney. Never heard of it. You should definitely watch it because it looks like it's going to be a roller coaster of emotions. Basically, the two of them, you know who they are, right? Well, I know who Ryan Reynolds is. Ryan McGlennahy plays... Um, yeah, you've seen It's Always Sunny. Oh. He plays Mac. He plays okay. Mac. Okay, I don't know who it is. So the two of them pitched together and bought a football club in North Wales that is oh. not even in like the, the leagues of football. It's, it's non-professional. Right. And it's all about them going and falling in love with this little town called Wrexham in Wales and like pumping money into the football club to make it successful. It looks amazing. Alrighty then. They actually bought the club, though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They're the owners. There you go. It's strange, but it's it's no really idea. funny. I, I I'm sorry, I've spoken about football or soccer a lot on this podcast to people that don't care about it. But um, the fact that those two are the owners means that it's the only non-professional football team that made it into EA Sports FIFA. Really? Yeah. All right then. Which I thought was very cool. I'm just looking for what was the name of that show that Ubisoft were producing with Ron McGlennahy about an MMO. I think it was on like Apple TV, and that's. It was something like that, but essentially, Rob McGlennahy plays a director of a failing <clears throat> game company that's trying to produce the world's greatest MMO. Nice. Looks fun. That was one of those I'll watch it, but then I saw Apple TV and I was like, yep, no. Why do you keep you. calling him that? It's Rob McElhenney. It's McGlennahy, isn't it? No, he pronounces it himself McElhenney. I prefer McLennahy. So you prefer the wrong pronunciation. It's I'm how I've said it all my life. I'm, just, I'm stubborn. Tom, Tom Fatuzgurlilida. He is Mac That's from Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. That's you, Tim. Tom Fitzgurlilida. Well, you just called me Tim in the, in the pit. All right, Tom. Shove yeah. it. <laughs> no idea who Tom is. Well, I was once called, in my first job, I was called Tom for about two months because I was too shy to correct them. So that was they a, called um, me Tom, and I never told them otherwise. I have, my whole life, I've had to correct people on how to say my last name. Entire life. Eliand. Yep. I only learned how to pronounce your surname in the first episode of Video Game Club. Yep. Everybody says it wrong. There was a bar job that I worked at when I moved to Bristol, where I was working in a mini golf center. And if you know Bristol, you know exactly where I'm talking about. There was a customer in there that I didn't particularly like. And one day, and he was a regular, and one day he came in and he was just out of the goes, What's your name? And I was like, I don't want him knowing my real name. So I was like, My name's Adam, and just went with Adam for about six months. Um, <laughs> and then on my last shift there, he kept on trying to get my attention, going, Adam, Adam. I was like, My name's not Adam. <laughs> That just sounds like terrible customer service, Tim. Well, did he give you a 10% just, tip? 
No. I just don't like the idea of a regular at a mini golf course. It's weird. Yeah, it's very very weird. weird. What's the weirdest job you guys have worked? Um, I once was way too young. I was like 14, 15, and I was running a uh, forklift for my for my godfather in his warehouse, moving unmarked boxes. Ooh, that's dodgy. He was letting he was letting a 14 year old play on the forklift. (laughs) Uh, I sold T-shirts at a Bruce Springsteen concert in Sunderland. There you go. Uh, one of my first paid film gigs was on a softcore comedy porn. I've never gotten to see it. I've always wanted to see it. This came up so many times. Like, yeah, was never cool. getting it. I don't. Yeah. I don't actually remember the name. I've got it somewhere on my hard drive. Why are you not getting it? Because you're in it. No. It's <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the few pieces of film that I've worked on that I refuse to put anywhere. I, Why? It was it was awful throughout so I don't know right so everybody starts somewhere yeah but it's not typically softcore comedy porn it's normally like as a runner on an advert or something I just like the idea of it being a comedy like they're just telling jokes it's weird Um, I have a friend that I work with now and he used to work for the BBC Mm. and uh, his first entrance into the BBC he played a runner on a show a puppet game show with Jonathan Ross (laughs) weird and his first job was to control a puppet that was a hot dog that was singing um, sweet dreams are made of these what's that song? it's um, Eurythmics yeah, but that was his first Sweet ever. Dreams. That was his first ever gig. Oh, what a weird gig. That's a. I don't. Yeah, that's weird. I've always had like pretty standard jobs, but not in the ordinary. He was also had, telling me about um, the BBC office. Apparently, used to have a mile-long tunnel for any deliveries going in and out, and it was a very narrow tunnel. And he was working one day, and there was uh, he needed to turn around and go and get something, and he was halfway through this tunnel, and his appendix burst. So while he was driving the van, he had to reverse down this very tight tunnel in a van with a burst appendix when he was trying to get something pretty mundane for someone at the BBC. What is what, gig? what is the weirdest uh, co-worker interaction you've ever had? Because I have one that's like way out there. I'm married and had a child with my co-worker. Ah, HR violation. I mean, I used to work with Jenny, so just going to throw that out there before I get accused (laughs) of having other wives and children. (laughs) You're Mormon. Uh, I don't know. I've had some weird co-workers before, but I can't think of one particular story. So it was at my first, like, you know, job job, you know, where they're taking taxes out of my paycheck and whatnot. Um, no, that was when I was working in the warehouse. They just paid me cash. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How much? Oh, oh, a lot. <laughs> but it was cash. There's no way to trace it. The same reason I used to cut grass. There's no way to trace it. Cut grass <laughs> is code for deal drugs. Exactly. Um, but no. So I went to. I worked in like this little like local grocery store, right? Like family owned. And I walked in. I had to pee, so I went to the bathroom, like you do. There's only like one toilet essentially in the bathroom. I opened the door and a uh, dude was jerking off, like going to town. Nice. And I just walked in and saw everything. I knew I'd met you before this. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I remember like slamming the door quickly and just cussing at him from the he other side the of the wall. <laughs> that was so, oh, I just couldn't picture doing that at work and not locking the door. I had a really weird interaction with someone at like a supermarket once. Were they jerking off? They weren't jerking off. <laughs> um, I think they must have been told to like try and interact with customers more. And I was like, okay, this is like, uh, that's what I was thinking on the way out because I was just getting some basic things. And Joe, to give you an idea, it was little. Um, so yeah. just to paint a picture. You expected very little from them. Oh, I expected very, very little from the middle aisle of little. Um, but I'm scanning middle things a bit. Middle of little. <laughs> um, and, uh, a, so the guy's scanning my things and he looks up at me and goes, You ever have really vivid dreams? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, sometimes he goes. Yeah, me too. And then I keep going back to scanning my things. I was like, okay. <laughs> I once things. went when I was a student. Um, me and my two of my housemates went to McDonald's, and we were just talking to the guy behind the counter. Um, and he went, "I've got a game. I'm quitting tomorrow, so I'm going to play. Let's see how much free stuff I can put on your tray." And we just got loads <laughs> of this McDonald's <laughs> for nothing. Um, I think he got away with it as well. Fine, it's free right, stuff. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, I remember, like, when people would have Bluetooth headsets and I was, like, running the register, I would always just, like, chime in on their conversation, right? So they would be talking to somebody else, but I would be responding as well. <laughs> wow. I was just, I was really poor. I was trying I've to find ways you, to entertain myself. I've told you about my story with Jenny and the Tills of Morrison's, haven't I? Yes. My one that, that it would need to be bleeped if, uh... Yes. yes. Okay, yeah, you, you've uh, well, I'm not going to say it again because it just involves <laughs> editing it out. But yep. it is horrific. I think the weird way this episode started out is going to get edited out. <laughs> really? Is it? I don't remember how it Maybe. went. How okay. did it start? Now we're good. All right, let's move on to the episode. No, how, how did it start? I genuinely can't remember how it started. We were talking about Tim f- cats. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to stay in, to be honest. It probably will. <laughs> Sorry about oh. this, Corey. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested as to how much of the bonus that we just recorded gets edited out. Oh, none of it. <laughs> That's all staying here. That was, that was probably <laughs> one of my favourite ever episodes. Lovely. Ten minutes of stupid ad read. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, well, let's crack on with the episode. Tim, uh, play, Slade, that play that music. <laughs> And did Slade do his objective? Yeah, Slade, which which petrol tastes the best? Which fuel? Uh, mid-grade, actually. Be surprised. Oh. Wow. Can you What's the lady's name? Miss Brenda. Miss Brenda, did she say, Hey, Slade, why are you drinking the mid-grade? <laughs> it's Brenda. No, no, no. I asked her for her recommendation. Oh, she's tried it as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she oh, has okay. to, right? She's worked there for like the last 20 years. I suppose, years. yeah. You know, they, they get you to sample yeah. it when you go yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. She said, well, well, we go for the meat, Greg. <laughs> the thing is, Joey's never met this woman, but he's like not too far off to be honest. <laughs> I really hope that who he is genuine. No, well, who we? Oh, yeah. I get a, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's where the preamble's ending. Fuck this.
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Video Game oh, yeah. Club. My name is Slade. You can find me at Slade Plays Games on Twitter, Twitch, Slade's Life on Instagram. I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts. One of them's having too much of a giggle to say anything right now, so uh, we'll introduce Tim first. Hello. Hello. It's me at Wimbembo and everything. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Joey, you good? Or do you want me to introduce you? Am I good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you can find Joey. He runs the uh, Video Game Club podcast Twitter. Twitter. You can find it at Game Club Pod. <laughs> Please don't judge me on that last interaction that we had, listeners. I am a adult. No. A father. <laughs> no. I am a father. So today we're going to talk about Turn Up Boy Commits Tax Evasion, and it was recommended by one of our listeners. Uh believe well yeah, obviously we all played it uh tim and i both played the pc version i also ended up playing the switch version as well and joey played it on xbox this game has been released on mac os microsoft windows nintendo switch xbox one series x and s so sorry playstation people you can't commit tax evasion uh mm. the other thing it's got a 10 out of 10 from steam a 4.5 out of 5 on google and a 4 out of 5 on gog uh, before we get before we get too far into it, we always have a question at the start of the episode, and my question is: as we're all technically critics doing this, right? Yeah. And stop that, you two. <laughs> They're being dumb in the uh, in our personal <laughs> Discord. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. So the question that I have for everybody, and it's like, what's your favorite uh, game to review? Do you like the review like a really good one or just like a really awful one because it's like the bland games where there's not much to say seem like they drag out and they're not fun to talk about as where like i always feel like if it's game is like really bad it's fun to sink your teeth into but i also love gushing about really good games see this is the reason i love trash movies right right it's, it's i don't think it's i think i must have mentioned on here if you see my dvd collection it's just awful movie after awful movie and comedy porn and comedy porn, which will never be released. Um, so, I probably think I prefer reviewing trash games because I think it's more fun to rip into shit. Yeah, supposed to be like that's really interesting because this. I want to have like that experience of talking about whack shit that sounds incorrect, but <laughs> kind of isn't. Right, Joey. Uh, my favorite kind of game. I've just been through the game scores. My favorite game is FromSoft games. We do love um, FromSoft. Because <laughs> they're the only ones that I've given a 9.5 out of 10. I like good games. I like games I can spend a lot of time on. Games today are very expensive. I don't want to spend all of my time playing Duke Nukem Forever or unpacking. Games on that level are no bueno. Joey, you also gave a 9 to the Stanley Parable. Just <laughs> yeah, not 9, not 9.5. So... <laughs> Yeah. All right. I I don't know. I I love gushing about games. I love, but it, like Tim said, it's fun to just when a game's just shit, rip it even further. Mm. It is. But then you you have fun. to you have to play it. That's the yeah. Downfall. That's the problem. I was just talking about for our recording and doing this mm. part. Which one do you? Which would you rather do? Well, okay. Hold on. Let me ask a follow up question. Sure. What's your favorite episode that we've recorded? Um. Ooh. That's a good Ad question. Reads. <laughs> ad, ad reads. Recently genuinely, ad reads. genuinely is one of my favorite. Um, I 
I, I always come back to this when people are like, you know, what's your favorite thing? I still love the, the Zelda trilogy we did. That's a little old, but mm. uh, that one's up there. The Undertale episode and Stanley Parable, all a lot of fun. But do you like them for the game or for the review? Oh, we had a great time reviewing it. Okay, fair enough. I did have a, I also had fun reviewing Duke Nukem Forever. Not playing it, but I had fun reviewing it with you two. Just made me sad. Tim, what about you? Probably Breath of the Wild, mm. if I had to think about it. Do you know, I think my favourite one to record, I gave a 5.5 out of 10, and it's all the way back at Piku Nuku, because I think you see so much of what we do now has stemmed from that episode. Little things like the bit where Slade goes to the bathroom and we have a conversation, or the preamble. I think that might be our first post-amble as well. Um, I think I just, I just like that so much came from a game that actually I did not like at all. Huh. So maybe I'll revise my answer to your question, Slade. You like the bad games. Mm. Not the so bad they're unpacking, but they're so bad they're... Unpacking's um, good. It's no, okay it's for me to be wrong. From it's not. It's um, boring, and the worst thing a game can be is boring. Okay, well, we've done that already. Um, it caused fights. It caused BAFTAs. Let's move on to the <laughs> turnip thing. I, I just want to point out it's still winning awards. Um Radish Lab commits crimes. Yeah, Turnip Boy Radish commits lab. tax evasion, which uh, the Googles call it a uh, action adventure game. I kind of disagree. I think it's a Zelda like in the broadest term of that. Which uh, is an action adventure. I just don't like the term action adventure. Tim, let's go to you for thoughts because I'd like to know how your playthrough was. Fine. It's. Um... It, it's not my brand of humor. It's very clear that it's going for like the internet style humor. Like, I don't want to say it's full of pop culture references, and that's what it relies on. Because obviously, it relies on its own little gimmicks, right? Um, for humor, but I, I don't know. It, the humor, I, I get what they were doing. It's fine for what it is. It's just not for me. Okay, that, that's fine. In terms of gameplay, uh, there was a couple of interesting mechanics, like the portal plant. That was, that's really cool that was fun obviously it's it's ripped straight from portal yes so it's not original but it's fun yeah uh yeah no uh fine are my general thoughts Alrighty then uh joey what about you tim do you think that our taste in video games has stemmed off of the way that we used to play them as a child because my i was thinking about this and and the way that i would describe this game is like okay yeah it's 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 it is what it is it i so we, we were speaking about um stray in the post amble of the last episode and it got me thinking mm -hmm. about this and if i was asked to pay i don't know even a tenner for this game i would feel like it was a little bit ripped off i felt like the game was fine i thought it was competent and had a couple of moments that were quite funny um I think that if I had to pay for it, I would feel shortchanged. Well, just in the price on Steam. I got was, it on sale. How much was? Is it? It's uh, right now at full price, eleven thirty nine. Yeah, I wouldn't pay for it. It's on Game Pass, so. Um, oh, but, but, I mean, I probably wouldn't have bought it. But it's it's okay, and it is quite funny in places. I enjoyed the thing where you had to get like a 
Twitch subscription to get through to the next area. I thought that there were little moments like that that were quite funny. I did like a couple of side quests where you had to try and reunite a grave digger potato with a yes with an old man potato that they thought each other was dead. That was okay. Um, I had one gripe with this game. People did a lot of talking, and usually that was fine. But towards the end of it, I knew I was getting to the end of the playthrough because mayor, the mayor, and I'm not going to tell the story because Slade, you can do it. The mayor locks himself in your greenhouse, and he says, oh, you have to go to Old Man Lemon to find out what to do. So I went mm-hmm. to Old Man Lemon and skipped through his dialogue and thought, actually, I didn't gather what I was meant to do there. And then I went back to talk to him, and he was like, go on now, get cracking. I can't stand here forever. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to talk to him again. Go on now, get cracking. I can't stand there forever. And I thought, every other time I've done this and I need to revise what I need to do, I just talked to them again and they said it. But this one, for the final bit, I had to go around the whole map not having a clue what I was doing. And that's kind of on me, but also, shame on you, game. But Yeah, no, I get that, because it should give you somewhat of a refresher, not like the exact last thing he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, But fine. Fun, some funny bits, some bits that were clever. I did enjoy that it was like a shameless rip of the portal plan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was uh, the way it was implemented was kind of neat too. Yeah. Like I and, actually like tossed it out. And I, I quite liked some of the bosses. I liked the deer in uh, the radioactive <laughs> bit. I thought that was quite funny. Um, the hidden law, the law that like, I guess or the way the best way to describe it would be like emerging law. I think that was interesting kind of cool because it's like oh wow cute adventure and then oh dark turn which i know isn't exactly original in the indie scene but no not this at was all. at least like an original concept for a dark turn yeah yeah, yeah like finding the humans like later on in the bunker yeah. well spoilers that was, that was well we already said this said spoilers, spoilers. Well, i know yeah. i figured you get to it in the story <laughs> um all right yeah i mean i had a really good time playing this i thought it was just a fun cute little indie game but i think that's another thing i have a soft spot for indie developers trying to be creative and make things that might be on me the soundtrack neither one of y'all mentioned i thought it was really good you didn't like the soundtrack i don't remember a thing about it (laughs) there's uh it's it's on spotify if you'd like to go find it i'm good (laughs) there's one bit of it that's just like when you're in the the place where you're trying to like turn the freezer back on where the potato is that like jazzy bit there that was a lot of fun i really like that song The, some of the references were good. Uh, the one that caught me off guard was the Cherry Jojo reference. Yeah, it's a reference. There's a Jojo reference. Yeah, there's a Jojo reference. Rero, 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 and he has Kakuin's face. In face, yeah. And uh, that just got like a little <laughs> out of me. There was, there was a reference I didn't understand, and I'm hoping. I was going to ask you guys about it. In the first area you go to when you go to get your sword, there's a carrot who's a babysitter who says, mm-hmm. I've lost the baby I'm looking after, so I'm going to wave this stool above my head instead. Was that a reference to anything, or was that them just shoehorning in the fact that you need to get the stool later? I think you just, that's probably I th- it. I think I, that's just, yeah, them saying you need to get the stool later. If I'm going to make a Bo Burnham reference, though, she couldn't control her stools. Well done, Tim. Thank you. Um... I was going to say something. God, Thank God. you. Uh, I was going to say. Oh yeah, the the reference that kind of caught me off guard was I don't remember what vegetable it was. They were hanging out on a cliff, but I was talking to one of them. And they went, "I dabbed someone's phone while filming yeah. a flip flop." It was, like, was like, a, like a blueberry. Yeah, yeah. It was something like that. And as someone who hates that I'm on TikTok, I can actually somewhat like pick up with that. I guess. Yeah. No, I I got it, and I kind of didn't want to return the phone when I found that out. 
There you go. But I did enjoy when you when you returned the phone. Turnip Boy had changed all the passwords. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was rather funny. Also, the fact that any piece of paper, no matter what it was or how sentimental, just immediately ripped into. I did. Yeah. I enjoyed that at first, but then I think it got a bit like you knew what was coming. Yeah. Um, I well, didn't, you didn't have you know, to rip it into. Fair enough. Didn't you? Mm-mm. No, you I didn't chose think not you to. Could, I didn't think yeah. you could leave the screen just... without tearing it. No, no, no. no there's an option. Rip. No, th- yeah, there's an option to not. Yeah. Why you wouldn't is beyond me. Um, right. There was two areas that I came to that said something along the lines of they were very brazen with it, like, oh, you need to complete the game, whatever that mm-hmm. means. Uh, oh, I didn't the go back to them. dog. Yeah. And there was another one in the village beneath the simp girl. Um, I don't know what was behind them. I didn't go back so to So one of them is like a challenge run, like on a train, essentially. Okay. So it's just Gears like... Of yeah, yeah, but it's like just each room you go into is just fights, and then like the fifth car is a uh, like a boss fight. It's a boss fight you've already done in the main game. Oh, okay. So it's just it's literally just a challenge run, um, and the other one was more like expedition and exploration. Nothing too major in the other tunnel. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, like I said, overall had a good time. Uh, you start as man. I should have wrote notes down for this because I played this like last week, and now I'm scrambling to remember. You play as Turnip Boy. You're trying to get your greenhouse back from the mayor, but the mayor says, no, you can't have it because you haven't paid your taxes. And Turnip Boy's like, you know what? F*** taxes. And has to go on an adventure to get the deed back and defeat the mayor so he can have his house back. But you have to do quests for the mayor, which eventually leads to you beating him. Yeah. There's a lot of, like we've mentioned, all this, like, sounds random and made up, but it's really not, though. Like, one of the first things that you have to do is go off to the woods and get a shovel, essentially. Which is no, just you get you get the sword. Them. You get the sword. The sword. That's right. And yeah, then the you upgrade the yeah. You upgrade the yeah. to shovel after the grave digger section. Yeah. You essentially get a sword which is straight out of uh, Zelda. Zelda. But did y'all kill like all the uh, snails coming back yeah. in there? Yeah, you killed Jerry the snail for rent yeah. money. Yeah, for his rent money, it was like three dollars. Okay, no, it's like twenty four cents. Now. <laughs> I thought it was and then, that. and then you tore up the check anyway. Yep, because it said it was for taxes. Mm. I don't so, know. I, overall, I mean, there's not really too much to the story. The most interesting part really is when you're down in the bunker and you're following the humans who've obviously survived like a nuclear fallout scenario. Well, I thought and, the most interesting point of that was when I don't remember what you're going to fetch, but it's like, oh, there's a shrine in here. It looks like the previous vegetables prayed to the big mushroom. I was like, oh, that's a mushroom cloud. Oh no! Yep, <laughs> I didn't put two and two together. Yep, I didn't until I did, like I saw the radioactive thing. I was like, "Oh, that's weird." Moving on, and just didn't think about that. But then when I saw the mushroom cloud, I was like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah, yeah. and that's how all the veggie people are alive now. Ah, makes you think. Yeah, the little story in the background was kind of nice. Beyond you, just you know, saying <laughs> taxes. And <laughs> I think what you can say about this the the art style was very, like, made for purpose. Like, I'm not a massive fan of pixel art. I think it's starting to get really overdone and yes. almost looks a little bit, like, cheap um, unless it's done very well. And I think in this, it was super simplistic, but it was done well. It I wasn't, think It wasn't really pixel. It was more like Flash animation style. It felt like something straight on Newgrounds. Oh, in the in the uh, cutscene, sorry, cutscenes in inverted commas, but the game itself didn't feel like Flash, right? No, I think it did. Uh, kind of did. Did we play different games? 
Maybe. I mean, I I get what Tim means that it feels like it's something straight out of Newgrounds, which is like you know where Super Meat Boy got its start. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the uh, Madness games, if anybody remembers those. I do, and uh, the that was also the origin of StickFight.com. Yep. Well, I would say it's pixel art, though. I know. Personally. To me, it felt more Flash anime-y, but... Yeah. Eh. Well, but regardless, my point was that they intentionally made it very cutesy and looked like a kid's game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was, like like Tim said, it's not an unknown trope now. For, no, like, not, not games like look like this take a dark turn, but I do think that this one looked great. Yeah, I think it was pretty and vibrant. Like I said, I like the different music from level to level. Mm. You know, and as I've said before, um, if the music, like Tim said, you know, you don't remember it, but it like fits in there, then it's done its job correctly, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I want to talk about bosses for a second. Sure. I did not die to a single one except, except. What was the name? Lisa the human? Yep. That, that was the hardest. That, that must have taken me one. 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very challenging out of like left field. Well, I didn't really use the trip mechanic any other time outside of that fight. The trip mechanic essentially being your dodge roll. Yeah. But you trip and fall over. I never used it. I, I did die to Lisa twice, I think. But when you kind of figure out that you can burn her yeah yeah and that causes massive damage i found that that was like that run i killed her first time also um you can whenever she spawns an arm it hurts her as well Mm -hmm. right i tend to more like an endurance fight yeah yeah it must be kind of sad that you survived the nuclear apocalypse just to be killed by some (laughs) little vegetable (laughs) yeah 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 well, don't don't cause a apocalypse, guys. That's well, I don't, I don't think she caused an apocalypse. Well, she was part of it. She was one of those dastardly humans. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and she, there's a lesson here. She contributed to it. I don't know. Overall, I mean, I had a good time playing it. I had fun. Yeah, I think it was fun. I think I completed it in two sittings. Like it was a short game. Um, so I've said that a lot. It was very short. Yeah. I ended up buying this game twice, and the first time it was on sale, and I knew, you know, uh, Corey had been asking me to play this anyway. I saw it on the Steam sale, and I was like, ah, Tim and I share libraries, but it's not on, it's on Game Pass for console, but not PC. Not PC. So, you know, sure. I bought it for that, and then I, I've i been working out of town a lot lately, and I'm like, man, I didn't know when we were recording this, and I was like, ah, I'm just going to go and buy it on my Switch. I imagine it so plays really on. well on the Switch. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect for the Switch. Yeah, it feels very natural on the Switch. Um, you know, that's what I was doing on my job site at 2 a.m. I was playing Turnip Boy Commits Tax. But we've we've had this conversation before. There is a, like a brand of game that are, is is perfect for the Switch. And yes. I think if it's reviewed on Switch, we'll receive higher scores than any other console. Like, I feel like if you're a PC gamer or, or like Xbox, PlayStation style of gamer you're expecting a longer, more challenging play session. And I think what you can't describe this game as was challenging. No. It was it was fun. It was it was good, but it wasn't at all challenging. Other than the the one boss fight that I agree with Tim, that was just like out of left field challenging. But the rest of them weren't hard at all. No. I I kinda wish it was a little longer, but I mean, you know, I get it's it's a small indie dev studio. It's what so, they're gonna do. I downloaded this game before you recommended it, or before mm-hmm. we, we said we're going to record it. And I think most of the appeal was the name of the game. 
I sent a picture of this to, to you, Tim, mm. and I was like, this sounds ridiculous. And I remember this being um, revealed in a, in a Nintendo Nintendo Direct, and I was like, ah, oh, that sounds weird. All right, moving on. But I feel like that's like a very intentional thing. Like, I think another game that I, I... Obviously, there is no comparison other than the name is bizarre, is that mental one that you have, the pigeon dating simulator. Oh. Where um, no one in their right mind oh, I, would I have play that. that. My, I have that in my Steam library. I have that in my library as well. I'm looking for it now. But no one for? in their right mind would play that. Unless they're going... This is weird. I'm going to try this out. And I feel like this game kind of went for that approach a little bit. I um, also have the KFC dating simulator on Steam as well. I do, not, I do not remember the name of this Hateful game. Boyfriend. Hateful Boyfriend. When you, when you can uh, go on a date with Osaka-san, the, the perfect dove pigeon. Yep. But this is my point. Like... If you were being reasonable and said you wanted to sit down for a long game session, you wouldn't choose a game where you date pigeons. Or play as a turnip committing tax evasion. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think it's, is... it's I think yeah. I think for the game that the game type that it is, its length was perfect. Like yeah. I, I think anything more would have been overly complicating things and anything less would have would the, the jokes wouldn't have landed as well. Well go go back to Pico Nico. And what we said about that, because that game is about this length of time, and we said it's perfect for the Switch because you play it on like a long haul journey. Drive, oh, sorry, yeah, not not a drive. Don't play it while driving. Don't play it while driving. Play it if you're a passenger, um, but play it when you're when you are traveling and you've got something to time yeah. to kill. And I feel like that is what this would be perfect for. Yeah, but I I played this in one sitting, looking at my Steam time. Uh, mm. I put 97 minutes into this game and completed it. Well, that's did you ever, fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever go back and look at the speedrun thing? I did, actually. I only took a brief okay. look because I didn't fancy going through the whole game again. But No, that's fine. I just, you know, as our speedrunner, I figured you could enlighten me more than me trying to figure that out. The only thing it skips is some of the longer text prompts and cutscenes. Other than that, okay. the game is intact. So, Tim, what's okay. the speedrun time? Good question. That is something. Oh no, I... no, don't don't look it up. I know. Oh, I know. Uh, it's going to be me. like twenty-five minutes or something. Slade, right? Like fifteen minutes. Thirteen minutes, forty-nine seconds. There you go. Damn. That's, that's something I. That's something in the indie scene that I really, really appreciate. Actually, is um, is speedrun modes. Um, we talked about this before. Where, yeah, you might want to play a game again, but you don't necessarily want to sit through all the cutscenes. Speedrun mode is perfect for that. Yep. I just want mechanical fun. I know the story. Let's move on. Yeah, I just want to play it. Or maybe you miss something, you know, like going back for the second playthrough, essentially, which this game encourages, which I think with its short length, it kind of has to. I had fun with the challenge mode, just going through it. It just kind of combines all the bosses and uh, a lot of, like, varying enemies, Hmm. which is pretty neat. So, like, you'll get ones that work together in, like, you know, the dungeons as you went through them. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I think it's very fun. Uh, would you like a, a one-star review? I would Absolutely. like a one-star review. Also, Jenny's thoughts. Uh, well, I'll tell you Jenny's thoughts in a second. One-star review. There isn't one that I can find. Wow. This there game has re- re- reviewed very well, as Slade said at the start. So what I found was a not-recommended um, 
review on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, do you know what? It's not really that funny. I kind of, um, I agree. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, what we've said. And it says, I wish I could give a sideways thumb. It's chill, pretty fun, two hours for 100%, but can't justify the price tag on it. Yeah. So I think I, that sums it up. I'll hardly agree with that review. Mm. Um, and Jenny's thoughts. So Jenny thought, can't remember the exact thing. She said that it looks like Turnip Boy is trying to turn tricks, for those of you who know what that means. Brilliant. Um, it means, Slade, it means that Turnip Boy is a prostitute. Ah, um, okay. So I think she said uh, committing tax evasion and trying to pay it off by sell- selling uh, turning tricks. Well, I guess turning tricks is probably like the easiest way to not be taxed, right? Exactly. So that's Jenny's thoughts. All right, awesome. There you go. Right. Wow. Let's get to uh, thoughts, scores, I guess. Yeah, no problem. Um, Joey, you want to lead us off? Yeah, sure. So I recommend this game on the Switch. I don't recommend it on a console or on PC. Um, I don't know if I've ever done that before, but that is the way that it is. And I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. It was fine. It was fun. It was short. If it was any longer, I think I would have gotten very bored or annoyed with it. All righty. Tim? Exact same thoughts as Joey. Like, verbatim. <laughs> Play it on the Switch. Okay. Don't bother with the PC. Don't bo- don't bother with any other console. This is it. It was a on-the-go thing. It would be perfect for mobile. Um, yes. A six out I of ten. Agree. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to be the nice one out of all of us. I'm giving it a seven. I had a fun time with it. thought it was entertaining, and uh, I don't regret buying it twice, essentially. I, I Yeah, it's it's hard, this one, because I think if... if I It was very obviously an indie game. Yeah. Right? And I feel like sometimes you get indie games that don't feel like indie games. That's not a plus. It's not a negative. But it was, I just, I, I've i harped on about the length of the game quite a lot. But I, I don't know how much you can talk about a game that Tim completed in an hour and a half, essentially. Yeah, that um, is a word. Well, Pokemon Snap has taken me longer than an hour and a half to get True. as far as I have. And um, that's, a, that's like a full game, and you would you rather play this? Oh, I'd rather play this, yeah. Okay. Um, but the, the, yeah, the thing is, like, I'm not. I don't want to say like it's bad because it feels like an indie game because it's not the case. No. It feels like an indie game because it is an indie game. I had, a, um, like I said, I had a good time with it. If somebody was like, I have time to kill, yeah, I and I feel even... like it, you can you can tell that the people who wrote it had a good time mm-hmm. writing yeah. and making it, but that doesn't always translate to like a masterpiece. But in this case, it translates to fine, good. Yeah, I had fun. That's what. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I had fun. It it existed. It wasn't for me, but I could see the appeal. That's it. Yeah. So wow. all right, that gives it a six point three out of ten. Good job, Turnip Boy. Good job. You did it. All Just right. Don't pay your taxes, gang. What are we doing next week? Next next week. Next time. Next week we're trying to take over the world. Pinky and the brain, 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 brain. <laughs> uh, is it is it me next? It is you. Nick. It is you. Oh, okay. Well, it's time for that second bite of the cherry. It's time for number two, Electric Boogaloo, Resident Evil Four. Get out the door. 
It's time for Resident Evil 2, the remake, because Slade will play a Resident Evil game that he will enjoy. And if you don't enjoy this, Slade will play Resident Evil, the remake. And if you don't enjoy that, we'll play Resident Evil 3, the remake. And if you don't enjoy that, we'll play Resident Evil Code Veronica. And if you don't enjoy that, we'll play Resident Evil 0. And if you don't enjoy that, we'll play Resident Evil 5. And if you don't enjoy that, you'll play Resident Evil 7. And if you don't enjoy that, we'll play Resident Evil 8. Wait, and if you I don't like, enjoy I that, like seven. then... I like yeah, well, 7. We've got to get through all those games to get to 7. Also Operation so. Raccoon City. But yeah. I like... Well, I liked 7 except for the ending. The rest of it was good. Welcome to all Resident Evils. <laughs> yeah, the, the ending yeah. is quite garbage. But we're playing Resident Evil 2, the remake. Um, I won't really subject you to all that Resident Evil Slade. Uh, Thank I'll, you. I'll tell you that you do have to do it, so you buy them all. But then I won't make you play them. Um, no. So you might not even have to buy them all. I'm just going to check how many of them I own. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure Tim has them all on his Steam library. Resident <laughs> Evil Remake, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 7 Beginning Hour, Resident Evil Revelations, and Resident Evil Revelations 2, and for some reason the benchmark tool for Resident Evil 6. There we go. Nice. Well, um, yeah. If you missed that, Resident Evil, Resident Evil, Resident Evil, two. we're playing Resident Evil 2. The remake. The RE2 make. Yes, very good. All right. Yeah. Well, join us in two weeks, everyone, where Slade will be going on Google and identifying which Sonic the Hedgehog picture looks the most like him. Mm, good one. Good. There you go, Slade. That's your objective. I don't know what... No. Yep. <laughs> That's your objective. See you in two um, weeks, everyone. Before Toodles. we end the thing, before we end the episode, can I get a... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Toodles. Corey, I hope this is Wow, post Amble. Wow, wow, wow. He's been, he's been pestering me for, like, two weeks after he found out. I was like, yeah, yeah, I finished it. And he's like, what do you think? I'm like... Wait for the episode. Oh, no. Poor Corey has waited so long for this, and we've given him half an hour of me going, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. When is Sorry, it come out like mid September? Yeah. So it's going to be like, like two more months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, Corey, can I get a ho oh, yeah? Corey, if you're, no matter where you are right now, give us a ho oh, yeah. Say, can I get a ho oh, yeah? He listens to this shit at work. <laughs> if, if you just hear him in September from the other side of a site going, oh yeah. I don't, I don't even know why we started breaking that up today. I don't even know what that's from. Have you seen the guy who hired a plane to write that in Skywriting? Yes. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It's very funny. I imagine it's the most deafening who oh, yeah going. <laughs> um. I, it's one of those things I don't want to search on this laptop because I've told you why. Um, I'll search on my phone. Um, Tim, after you said it in that episode a few weeks back, I've started watching Family Guy. Oh, um, no. Do you see what I mean about like the golden age around like season 16? Do you know what? I'm actually enjoying the later ones as well. They're not They're not as bad. There's like there's definitely a dip. There's definitely do you a not, dip. Do you not think that it was just overload with how much everyone watched it and it got a bit dull well the problem with Family Guy and certainly in later writing was the whole uh, hello Mr Bear um, the um, the whole problem with Family Guy in terms of its later seasons writing was every joke became hey Lois remember the time hey Peter remember the time and that was like 
That was all the sketch. That's every joke for a long time, but now it's actually gone back to like situation-based comedy. Yeah. Which is nice. Good for them. It's good. There is a joke that I will tell you from Family Guy that um, I'll tell you after we've stopped recording because I do want to say it on here. There's one it, that, it's surprisingly dark again. I think it's the one that you're... I think we're thinking of the same one. The ultrasound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That actually got a bit of a gasp out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> we'll tell you after the recording, please. And oh, also, thank you. Can I get a whole yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bye, love you. Bye.